Josefina, it's kind of cold here in Paris. Do you think you could bring me a windbreaker? Oui, un second. Merci. Wait a second, why did you bring me a life jacket? Well, Shravia, there are a bunch of new players making some waves at this year's French Open, so you'll need one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hold On To Your Racket, the podcast for Gen Z tennis fans. We're your hosts, Shravia and Josefina. Josefina and I are so excited to be creating this podcast and sharing our love for tennis with you all. Shravi and I are two high school gals and tennis fanatics united together by our on-the-court and off-the-court companionship. And we're the young female voices in modern-day tennis you've been looking for. So we hope you enjoy this episode and stay tuned for more. All right, it is October 3rd and we are ready to give you some recap of round three and... Look forward to round four at Roland Garros. Yeah, so even though there have been so many upsets in this tournament on the WTA side, some of the top seeds are still going strong. The number one seed, Simona Halep, has had pretty routine wins so far. Clay is her best service. She hasn't stepped off the clay since the restart, and she's dropped an average of four games per match so far in Roland Garros in 2020. And, you know, one of our tiebreaker matches, the Halep versus Anisimova match, was Pretty quick, 6-0, 6-1 for Halep, even though Anisimova took her out last year. But she does face a challenge in the next round versus Iga Swiatek, who we've been talking about a lot. She's a big hitter, so that should be interesting. Sophia Kennan, the Australian Open champion, is looking solid, actually. And she's made the fourth rounder better in each slam this year. So she seems to be performing well in the Grand Slam tournaments. As for Petra Kvitova... She had a great win today versus Leila Fernandez, 7-5, 6-3. Um, it was like a battle of the lefties, and it was a really, it, it was a straight sets match, but Fernandez was actually leading 5-2 or so in the first set. But, you know, it was a tough battle, and this is Kavito's first Roland Garros round of 16 since 2015. And she's been through so much since with the knife attack and everything. And she does, however, face a tough opponent in Jiang Shuai in the next round. For the last uh, couple seeds, we have Svitolina, who's one of the contenders, and she does play Garcia next, who played a great comeback match against Mertens, and Svitolina obviously won the tournament in Strasbourg last weekend, loves the clay. And then also Kiki Burtons, who seems to be recovering from her injuries well, um, because she was very solid in the third round. So these two clay court players, they're both in Simona Halep's section, so they could definitely pose some threats there. Yeah, moving forward to the ATP top seeds that are through to round 16, round of 16. Um, first up, <laughs> we have Novak Djokovic, kind of the obvious person here. He's had super easy rounds, not dropping a set. And he will play Kachanov in the next round, who will hopefully give us a fight for the benefit of our entertainment. Because Djokovic's <laughs> wins are just getting kind of boring like we get it you're good move on (laughs) next we have Rafael Nadal who has also been just absolutely breezing through not dropping a set these two guys are insane on fire just unbelievable good for them (laughs) and then we have Tiam and Zverev who are obviously our U.S. Open 2020 finalists Tiam coming out the winner but that does not mean that we should count out Zverev because 
he did make it through so far and he is making it through here so he's definitely somebody that should not be counted out for the rounds here yeah and Zverev and team both love the clay so it's I think they're definitely going to be formidable opponents for Djokovic and Nadal should they ever encounter each other if we go back to the WTA side, there are some young players and some players who are making breakthroughs again. On the younger side, again, Iga Swiatek. I love talking about her. I personally love her game. She's a really big hitter, and she's been able to translate that really well on the clay. So it'll be interesting to see how she plays against Halep, who is more of a counterpuncher. We also have Danielle Collins, who upset probably like one of the favorites of the tournament aside from Halep, Garbina Muguruza, 7-5-2-6-6-4. And Collins was actually down 3-love, uh, love 30 in the um, last set. So that is an impressive win from her. She's obviously the two-time NCAA singles champion from the University of Virginia, and she reached the Australian Open semifinals just last year, I believe. She's going to play Ons Jabour next, so that'll be an interesting contrast of styles um, because Jabour is more of like a slicing, dicing, drop shot, very um, eccentric player, but really fun to watch. And she's actually one of the other players who I wanted to mention who's making another breakthrough. She had an amazing win against Sabalenka, 7-6-2-6-6-3, another big hitter like Danielle Collins. And... She continues, Jabor, she continues to impress at the slams, going very under the radar all the time. Um, we talked about her a lot at the U.S. Open as well. And she's definitely someone to look out for. And she was actually a girls singles junior Roland Garros champion a few years back. So it's nice to see her doing well in Paris again. Yeah, I mean, going back to that Collins upset, that leaves the second half of the WTA draw completely open. It's really just insane to look at. There's Speaking to that point, there's literally only three seeded players in each half of the draw, but the first half has the one number one, number three, number five seeds. The other half has the four, seven, and 30th seeds. So it's a very open draw overall. Yeah, going back to the ATP side of things, I want to talk about some guys sort of in the middle coming through, you know, not the top seeds, but also not the ones that are kind of just going through without being ranked or seeded. So the first one I have is Tsitsipas, who is a top seed, but he's not somebody who you would expect to be in the round of 16 at Roland Garros. So except for the first round where he was forced into a four-setter, he has had also pretty easy wins. This might end since he is playing Dimitrov in the, sec- in the next round. So if he beats Dimitrov, they could, there could be a Hamburg final rematch against Rublev. So like talking about Rublev, he's also playing great tennis. And the only person who has more titles than him this year and wins is Djokovic. So, you know, that direct comparison of Rublev to Djokovic just puts him on the scale. And in general, he's also had a great clay season. He's the Hamburg winner, which happened, I believe, last week. Yes. So this is also recent, so he has some momentum going into the French Open. The next one is Schwartzman. He made the finals of Rome. He beat Nadal before getting to the finals and has not dropped a set in Paris. So he's looking great going into his round of 16 match against Sonego. 
And finally, we have Pablo Carreño Busta. You might have heard of him. <laughs> he beat um, Roberto Batista Agut 6-4-6-3-5-7-6-4, his fellow countrymen in the previous round. That's a good win. Third round. Yeah, that was definitely something. That was a good match in general. But it was a good win coming off of that. And the only person, he is the only person to quote-unquote defeat Novak Djokovic this year. And there could be a meetup of that in the quarterfinals if he beats Daniil Altamir, who upset Berrettini, the seventh seed, in the third round. Yeah, so definitely open draws on both sides. And as we've been talking about kind of the top seeds and then those contenders in the middle, there's also a lot of unseeded players on both sides of the draw. This tournament has overall just been crazy. Um, But on the WTA side, 10 of the 16 women into the round of 16 are unseeded. And one of them is qualifier Martina Trevisan from Italy. And she is now through to the round of 16, and she qualified for her first Grand Slam at Australia this year. And she has a really interesting and actually really inspiring backstory. She was a great juniors player, really promising. But then after that, she had to battle anorexia for multiple years, which is an eating disorder. And she was out of tennis for four years because of that. And she said um, recently... Quote, I hated my muscular body and imposed on myself diets on the verge of survival to lose weight. 30 grams of cereal and a fruit in the evening. It was enough for me to stand up and to worry my mother, who ran to pick peaches from the trees just to see me eat something. I was re-educated to eat to make peace with my wounds. So she, you know, it, it. I can only imagine how difficult that must have been for her. And to have tennis as the outlet for her to be able to return is amazing to see her play at this top level now it's a really great cinderella story and um she will play kiki burton's next she's taken out trevisan has taken out top players like coco goff and maria sakari in the past few rounds so she'll definitely pose a formidable challenge to the um dutch woman but it'll be great to see how the qualifier pulls through and secondly another um Another important unseeded player to mention is Fiona Farrow. She's from France. She actually won the tournament in Palermo, which was the first tournament to be back on either the ATP or the WTA side since the coronavirus pandemic pause. And she had a two and a half hour match today versus Patricia Maria Tigg on Court Chatrier. The French fans were really cheering her on, pumping her up, and she's gonna face Sophia Kennan next. So that'll be very interesting because Pharaoh is, you know, she's been doing well these past few months. Yeah, just the Trevisan story is so heartwarming to see her back at this level, just making her comeback both in life and in the tennis world. So that's great. So on the ATP side, we have some young players who are making it through to the later rounds, or I guess the second week because round of 16 is the second week. And so they're all unseated really cool. too. Mm-hmm. So first up, we have Sebastian Corda. He is a young American qualifier following in his father's footsteps, actually, who was the French Open runner-up in 1992. So he will play the match of his young career versus Rafael Nadal in the next round. And it's actually kind of funny because he said before that that he named his cat after Rafael Nadal, calling him Rafa or Rafi. So he is a huge fan, and he's looking forward to the, that match no matter the outcome. 
And next we have Yannick Sinner, who has had an outstanding clay season so far. He's defeated Tsitsipas and Goffin in the process. He's the youngest male player to reach the fourth round since Djokovic in um, Roland Garros since 2006. And he's playing Zverev in the next round. So that's going to be a good match. And finally, we have Hugo Gaston. He's uh, the only Frenchman left in the draw, and he's a wild card, so just let that sink in. And he's ranked outside of the top 200, and he's actually only 5'8", which is just interesting. Like, we're not saying it affects his playing, but it's just interesting because Schwartzman, another person left in the rounds, is 5'7", so I don't know, maybe tennis is getting shorter. (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that statement. (laughs) Well, in the last round, he beat Warinka, yes, Stan Warinka, in five sets, 2-6-6-3-6-3-4-6-6-0. So he managed to bagel the three-time Grand Slam champion. So that's quite a feat. Yeah, actually, a funny story kind of related to this is that my friend and I, um, we were trying to um, determine which Frenchman and which French woman would reach, uh, would go the farthest, uh, the furthest in the draw. And on the ATP side, we were really debating. I was convinced it would be Hugo Umbert. He thought it would be Gail Monfils. And I was like, really? You think Monfils is going to get far? He has not had a great restart yet. And he was like, okay, fair. Then Benoit Paire, maybe. When Monfils and Umbert lost in the first round and Benoit Paire made it to the second, I was like, great, okay, you're right then. And then Benoit Paire lost, and this wild card out of nowhere is all the way through to the second week. Who would have thought that would happen? And on the WTA side, we had picked Elise Cornet, and now we have Fiona Farrow into the round of 16. So some really big surprises at this tournament, and that's only one small example. And Caroline Garcia. Oh, right. Also. How could I forget? Two French women. Yeah, the, it, it's a very, very... I don't even know how to explain this tournament. I, I just am at a loss for words. <laughs> but, um, so continuing into our preview now of the round of 16, we're going to talk about our tiebreakers. So my ATP tiebreaker is Grigor Dimitrov versus Stefano Tsitsipas. Now, this is going to be a good one. Um, Dimitrov is actually gone up against some of the young guns in the past couple of weeks. He played Shapovalov in Rome um, a few weeks ago, but now he's facing Stefanos, and I think that, honestly, I'm going to pick Stefanos to win because he's had a great clay season so far, aside from that early loss in Rome. He did make it to the finals of Hamburg. He's done a great job of adjusting to the Roland Garros conditions so quickly. We talked about Rublev and Tsitsipas both making those great wins right after coming from Hamburg. So I think Tsitsipas is really going to ride that momentum um, into this win. And this could be big for Tsitsipas to reach the Roland Garros quarterfinal. That would be a huge thing for him. But it's also great to see Dimitrov in the second week of the slam. Yeah, so my ATP tiebreaker is Yannick Sinner versus Alexander Zverev, or Sasha Zverev. So I'm honestly hoping that Sinner will win because he could definitely upset. We've seen that since he's already upset top players on clay this year already. But in the end, given Zverev's experience and great momentum this year, I will give it to Zverev for the win because he is the more experienced of the two. But either way, Sinner would have a great run still, reaching the round of 16 at Roland Garros at only 19 years old. 
Yeah, just as there's some exciting matches on the men's side, um, on the WTA side, there's also so many, even though we only have six seeded players in the draw. And for mine, I picked Owens Jabour, the 30th seed, versus Danielle Collins. It honestly kind of shocks me that Jabour is the 30th seed. Like, she has done so well this year, and I think that definitely her performance at uh, Roland Garros is going to give her a boost up the rankings even more. But in this match, I think it'll be a close one, but I think since Jabour played another hard hitter in the third round versus Sabalenka, she's going to have that advantage going into this match, especially as they're still on clay. Um, Jabour, obviously, the former Roland Garros Juniors champion, she likes the clay, she likes playing in Paris. And Danielle Collins, on the other hand, played Garbinia Muguruza, who was more of a hard hitter in her previous round. So if we're looking at it that way, I think I'm going to give Jabour the edge in that match. So for me, I picked the Svitolina versus Caroline Garcia match. Svitolina is coming off her huge win at Strasbourg, which was great to see. But Garcia did beat Contave and Mertens to get to this round. But I'm going to predict Svitolina for the win as third seed and given the momentum she's had this clay season. So with that said and the tiebreaker's over, week two of Roland Garros, here we come. Okay, we're going to change things up today, and this time I will be introducing the Tennis Ball Frizz Quiz. The Tennis Ball Frizz Quiz is a trivia segment we do here on Hold On To Your Racket, where for each tournament we have a series of trivia questions we ask each other each episode themed based on that tournament, and at the end we tally up our scores and crown the winner as the Tennis Ball Frizz Quiz Wiz. Okay, Josefina, you can ask your question first. Caroline Garcia is one of the two French women left in the draw. What French cosmetic company is she a spokeswoman for? Is it A. (laughs) Sothis, B. Melvita, C. Avine, or D. Lositane? Josephina, what is this question? (laughs) I don't know, but it took me a long time to find it. Okay, I'm just gonna, I don't think it's Lositane, so I'm just gonna guess C. No. <laughs> what was it? It was A. Sothis. Oh, gosh. How did I get that one wrong? Okay. Um, my question is Lacoste, the partner brand of the French Open, was founded by former world number one French tennis player Rene Lacoste. A journalist gave Lacoste the nickname the Crocodile, which is also the logo of the brand, in reference to what event? A. A game of golf Lacoste lost as professional golf player girlfriend Simone. B. The fashion statement Lacoste made by wearing a green wristband at his home tournament, the French Open. C. A financial deal he made with the bank as he was also a businessman. Or D. A bet Rene Lacoste made with his coach. I'm guessing... These are all really good. If you made these up, like, these are all really good choices. Um, I could just imagine you searching French cosmetic companies. (laughs) I promise I'm not. (laughs) Oh, wait, never mind. I thought you meant searching up the answer for this question. No, 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 I meant, like, for your previous question. Okay, I'm torn between B and D. Um, It's probably neither of them, but I'm going to guess D. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, Rene Lacoste made a bet with his coach on a crocodile skin suitcase at Davis Cup, and an American journalist gave him the nickname The Crocodile for his, quote, guile on court. Little did they know how iconic that would become. <laughs> well, now you are leading 3-2. You've been making a comeback, so you're leading 3-2 in the Frizz Quiz. So week one of the French Open is up, week two of the Frizz Quiz awaits. Okay, time for our aces and double fault section. We're kind of re- reviving, revamping this section. We kind of like just didn't do it for a few yeah, episodes. Kind of just but then, died. <laughs> yeah, but then we realized like that we actually like this segment. We okay. hope you do too. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, for we're gonna start with our double fault because Josephina didn't want to end on a sour note, which I agree with. So our double fault is something Novak Djokovic recently said. Uh, <laughs> this quote is just like I, it's just so unnecessary okay he said quote the technology is so advanced right now there is absolutely no reason why you should keep the line umpires on the court then i would probably have less chances to do what i did in new york end quote this just gives me brad gilbert vibes yeah just let that sink in just how much absurdity that statement contains I don't even want to dwell on it though. Let's move on to okay. our aces. You guys know you guys know why that quote's bad. We're just gonna like if not, listen to our default to default or not to default episode. You'll hear about us talking about that there. <laughs> okay, moving on to our aces. We have Woo-hoo! one by Stephanos Tisiphus. Recently he said something that we really were interested in, I guess, that we were inspired by. Resonated yes, with us. In a press conference. Was it today? I think it was today, yeah. Yeah, today. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. He said, yes. I, (laughs) he said, I have something interesting to say. I have always wanted to say it. Myself, I was a journalist when I was 11 and 12 years old. I had this Facebook page, which I very often updated with news about Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, and Novak Djokovic. The name of it was Tennis Score ITN. I was really into it. Every day after school, I would check the results, check the current and latest tennis news. I would update it. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing it. I really understand journalism and this world. I do appreciate journalists that come out a little bit more, I would say, unexpected. So, um... If you don't know, that sounds a little like something... A little like is it, some two girls that I know. Just, yeah, just like a little... Yeah, just a little know, bit. Two high school girls that started a tennis podcast during quarantine. That check results and the current latest tennis news. Something like that, right? Something like, yeah. I, I, what are they called? Like, tennis fanatics? Yeah. Is that what they call themselves? Was it like... Hold on, hold on to what? Hold on to your tennis ball? Was I it? don't know, something like that. Those two girls should definitely talk to Sitsipas about bringing them on to their whatever they are. Whatever Podcast, it is. radio show? What was I don't it? know. I don't know. But I don't know. Great tweet, for, uh, great uh, quote from Sitsipas. But in all seriousness, though, we were really actually inspired by this. This really did resonate with us. and it's, it's great know. to see that it... we can like relate to top players in the world that's just amazing and Sitsipas is one of those players who's I don't know I find him very wholesome like he has a YouTube channel he vlogs he does photography he has like a lot of interest off the court which I think is really cool 
On a similar Sitsa Plus note, our second ace of the day, yes, we are giving you a second ace because we love you all so much, um, <laughs> is Anz Jabor wearing a Stefano Sitsa Plus mask to her press conference. You might have seen these masks. Um, his dad wears them in the stands. He's also his coach. Um, and Anz Jabor said that she's a fan. She wanted to support Sitsa Plus, and I want one of those masks. Yeah, me too. I'll take one. Thank you so much for joining us, and that is game, set, and match for today. If you like this episode, please let us know and stay tuned for more. We'll be providing you all the updates of the French Open, upcoming tournaments, and all the tea on tour. Email us at holdontoyourracket at gmail.com for any questions, and leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Hold On To Your Racket is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Hold On To Your Racket on Instagram and at H-O-T-Y-R underscore Tennis Pod on Twitter. Our next episode will be released as the round of 16 wraps up, where we will recap the round of 16 and preview the quarterfinals. So stay tuned for that. And remember, my name is Josefina. And my name is Shravya. That is, if you enjoyed this episode. If you didn't like it, Please tell your friends my name is Tom and Shravi's name is Bob. See you next time.